Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 100 of the Curtain Call Podcast, a production of the Yes Network. He's Yes Network President of Production and Programming, Executive Producer John J. Filippelli. I'm Justin Shackle. Producer Dan Bassone is with us as well. John, you're the only one out of this group who has been here now for all 100 episodes. Congratulations, my friend. You've uh, you've made 100 big ones, at least in the podcast universe. Well, you know, and next year will be 50 big ones for me in the sports broadcasting business. So uh, milestones are interesting. They're fun. Um, it just says you're around a long time. I've been very, very fortunate to be around as long as I've been around. And, uh, you know, I still feel like I'm, you know, I can make solid contributions and I enjoy what I do. And that's a that's a good thing. And uh, I work with some of the best people in the world. And yes, for sure. I mean, people like uh, like John Littner and Jared Boschnack and uh, you know, Troy Benjamin, Frank DeGrace. I mean, I, I'm going to offend a whole lot of people by not mentioning everybody, you know, and our announcers, our talent are just incredible, you know, uh, by, uh, by uh, uh, Michael Kay and Bob Lorenz and Ian Eagle. I mean, and, and Michael, we do this all day. So I'm just very fortunate to work with the people I work with and they make it fun. And, and uh, as long as something is fun, and you have passion for something, you will be successful at it. And that's been my formula. I mean, have fun. Be, be passionate about what you do. And, uh, you know, never never take the shortcuts. Always look at the long view. And uh, that's what I've tried to do. And I've uh, been lucky to have such great people around me. So I thank you for the, those kind words. Well, 100 episodes here on, on the Curtain Call podcast. The 100th episode here. It's not all festive, though, on this particular show, John, because... It coincides with the conclusion of the 2023 Yankees season, and they finished what was an underwhelming year, 82-80 and 80 record. They needed to get to the second-to-last game of the season to ensure a winning record for 31st consecutive season. And I'll tell you what, it was in Kansas City with the team on the last road trip filling in on radio. The, like, the reality of the ending, it hit me hard at, at Kauffman stadium. Like we're on this final road trip. You're doing your job. You're trying to finish strong. And then on Sunday afternoon, it, it seriously hits you straight in the face. And it was a weird feeling. I would have to assume if, you know, a measly old broadcaster is feeling this way. I, I cannot imagine what it was like for a player or a coach, like the reality of it all that the Yankee season was ending on October 1st in, in Kauffman stadium of all places in Kansas city. Well, you know, yes, it's 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 a tough place, a tough way to end. It was a tough season. Um, it's a season that started with so many expectations and obviously ended in, in I would have to call it bitter disappointment. There's no other way to, to phrase this. I mean, you know, 82 and 80, seriously, this is New York Yankees. 82 and 80 is not acceptable to that organization, to the Yankee organization, to us who are, are part of it. It's just not. And, you know, there's been a, obviously the Yankees are the, the greatest history of any baseball team in, in, in the history of the game. I mean, that, that goes without saying. And they are, it's such an incredible tradition. And it's obviously based and steeped in winning. And they have done that for all these many years. And, you know, they've had a couple of bad years along the way, but very, very few, especially measured against the time that they have been in the sport, whether, you know, what's called for the Yankees when they when we pass the Highlander stage or whatever, when the New York when the Yankees. And it's been an incredible run. And they have a lot to be proud of. It's a great organization. Very, very wonderful. A lot of great people working it. I mean, you're all day naming them all, but there's a lot of wonderful people that have made the Yankees the reality that they that they've been through all these many years. But right now that there there is a situation, they're just they've got to make some changes. 
I think they realize that the team, as it stands right now, is not going to is is not getting it done. I think there are, there are issues that they have to concern themselves with and inside the organization. I think hopefully that they will take a look at it and they will address it. And you know, it's like um, it just has to be. And you know, it's 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 a tough call. A lot of tough calls here. And you know, so a lot of really, really, really nice people. A lot of wonderful people. But you know, it's it's a it's a difficult situation to be in because the, the record is not acceptable. And if it, it hadn't, they have to figure out how to straighten it out. And honestly, you look at the the, the situation and you say, where is the help that they need going to come from? How are they going to do it? That's a tremendous challenge right now because it isn't as simple. You can say, well, this free agency, they can go get this one, they get this one, that one. Really, can you really? You know, there's a lot of competition now for free agents, uh, for especially targeted free agents. The two or three or four that real difference makers are going to command a lot of attention, and that's going to take a lot of effort to try and land. And a lot of free agents want to go to a, a situation where they can win immediately. And if you look at the Yankee situation right now, can they turn this around immediately? Is almost predicated on is how what free agents they can bring into the fold. I don't know if all that many want to come here right now. I don't know. I must say the, the the power of the brand is not. Yes, the Yankees are the Yankees, but right now they're not playing like the Yankees. So are they really? So there's a lot they have to think about, a lot they're going to have to address, and a lot they're going to have to figure out in a very short amount of time. And I, th- I think that's what makes this moment in time uh, really challenging for the people who who lead the team and try to get them back on track for for 2024. Uh, all right, let's go through some some items with this Yankees team. Then we could dive into. Other things around the league, including the wild card stuff that's happening this week here. I, I want to start with Aaron Judge because he was as honest and blunt as we've heard from him in the final days of the season over what needs to change. And he was that way speaking with Meredith Morakovitz in the dugout on Sunday. He also spoke to the beat writers for over 10 minutes before the final game. I was right there before the game in that scrum there. Judge said that there's some bigger picture ideas and philosophies that he thinks needs to change. And just to paraphrase some of his thoughts here, because it was extensive, but he judge feels that the Yankees analytics department is strong. It provides great information, but that they may be focusing too strongly on the wrong information and that they might need to start valuing other information. Uh, He also mentioned that the team needs better health and that they need a level of urgency moving forward and for me that's what stands out the most that last line but when you read or you hear the quotes from Aaron Judge John which part jumps out at you the most urgency mm. there is there well you know there's merit to to everything that he, that judge has said there's absolute merit to it all I think again in my my humble opinion for whatever it's worth I think there is there's a lot of uh, truth to what he said um, the urgency, let's start with urgency. Look at the age of the team. Look, you just signed, you've got you've got Aaron Judge for eight more years. He's 31 now. Okay. I mean, his window is his window. And he's going to be here for hopefully eight years and eight hopefully eight productive years. But you know what? He's been here how many years already? And there's been no championship. So he's looking at this. Let's face it, we're talking about championships here. We're not talking about LCSs. We're not talking about division series. But I mean, you got to you got to get in it to win it. There's no question. And not to be in it is just not acceptable for for the New York Yankees. You know, you got to be in it. And they've certainly over the years been able to get in it and get into to to a, to a great degree. And that's a credit to, to a lot of the people in the organization. Some of the people who've been under fire, like Brian Cashman, who's been under fire. 
but that's a credit to him and and what he's been able to do all these many years. You know, but right now there's there are situations where they've got to really take a long hard look at what they're going to do going forward. We've already talked about that to some extent, but in terms of what Judge said, the urgency is 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 first of all look look at the age of the team, look at the, the health of the team. What's the situation, with Anthony Rizzo? I don't know. Is, is Anthony Rizzo is going to come back from this? What's his uh, his uh, uh, protocol? How long is the protocol going to take? Can he come back from it? I don't know. We, who knows? We, that's a question mark right now. You know, you look at you look at Volpe at shortstop. Came up a year too soon, probably. But but you know what? I wouldn't say this was a wasted year. I think I saw a lot of good things in Volpe. I really did. I mean, I, I think he could play the position. Do I think he might be better suited as a second baseman going? I, I don't know. Depends on the on the development of Peraza. If Peraza develops to the point he could he could play the position, Peraza. He could play defense, but I don't know if he can hit enough. If he could hit enough, then you know, then maybe, you know, they they sort that out. Two young talents there. Especially Bopi. Bopi's a good talent. He really is. I, I liked him. I mean, and I I thought he hit better the last month or so. He started to find his groove a little bit. I think he's the, the work at Sean Casey's working with him, and I think that it's Sean Casey's starting to show his also with him. I, I would say that that was a productive thing having him. And I like Peraza's defense. I think they got to work on him and see what position he's going to play. What is it? Short is the third base. Where is he going to be? I don't know. The catching situation. You look at the catching situation. Uh, is that is that a, a you know? Can you get by with you could, but I don't know that that's really the answer long term. Who's the center fielder? You know, you you you, you who's playing center field? You know, Bader's gone. Who's the center fielder? Estevan Floreal. If if the Yankees really believed in Estevan Floreal. I, I think he would have been up and down as many times as he's been, and he's going to be a free agent. And, and who knows what's going to happen to him? He's going to go to look for a job. He's got a lot of talent, just hasn't been able to hit at a big league level. But a lot of people think if he gets out of New York, he might do it. Maybe, maybe he's he's just a late bloomer. I don't know. Do you give up on him? We at left field, left left field has been a sinkhole. What are you doing with Stanton? Stanton has struggled. Another one, age. You, I mean, you just look at this team has age all over, okay, and it has question marks all over. Usually, teams. Really good teams, they don't have. Every team has question marks. Every team has injuries. Let's face it, it's a game. But to the extent that the Yankees have had them, is not the Yankees have had an abnormal situation here. And I just don't know. You have so many things to fix. If you want to get back and you want that mantle of a champion, which I know they want, and I know the organization really wants that to happen, and they should, and and, and they love the fan base, and the fan base loves them. That's not an argument here. But there's just so much to do. And how how do you go about taking this on? If you look at the free agent market that's out there, and I'm I'm just going to go on for a while, so just let me go on for a while here. Okay, I'm I'm bearing with you, John, and you're making salient points. Let's go. (laughs) You go if you go to the free agent market. Where where do you go? Mm -hmm. Where do you go to? You know, do you go to Bellinger? Bellinger is a really good player. He was a really good player. He had two years or whatever. He disappeared. I don't know what his injury, what happened basically there. But I'll tell you what, he's back and he's back with a vengeance. He's a really good player. He's a solid defensive play, play center field, play first base. He's a left-handed bat. The Yankees need left-handed power in the worst way to balance that lineup. I mean, teams that win, look at the teams that win, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, or lefty, righty, lefty, righty, whatever you want. There's balance in the lineup. Yankees don't have that. They don't have lefty power. They don't have that balance. You need you need some of it. You got to have it for sure. They don't have it. Bellinger solves a lot of that for you. In that ballpark, Bellinger hits 45 home runs. He hits 45 home runs. I guarantee he does. He's got he's got that kind of and that ballpark tailor made for him. It'd be great. You know, you go, you go and you look for, you know, you look for um those that those that power bat. And he's there, he's there, he's sitting there. It costs you a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not just the money in the years. There's gonna be a lot of other teams that are gonna be interested in him. 
So it isn't just you to sit and say, well, I'll write a check and it'll get done. No, it's not that simple. Even if you want to write a check, it's not simple. Yamamoto is is the best free, is, is, is the Japanese picture that everybody wants. He's, he's one of the best talents in Japan. He's been, from what people have told me who, who have seen him, he's one of he's one of the he's the most dominant picture in Japan. And you look at that, you say to yourself, boy, would that look great behind Cole? And hopefully Rodan could, could Rodan could rebound and be, you know, what he's supposed to be, which he hasn't been. So the Yankees need to fortify their starting staff, too, among other things. Do you go get him? Well, can you get him? You don't think the you don't think Steve Cohn is looking at him? The Mets don't have Mets have huge pitching problems. Huge. You don't think they look at that and say, he can help us tremendously. And that guy will write as big a check as it takes. If not that, I mean, he'll, he can blow the sport up with what, he, what he's, he's, he can do if he wants to do it. I don't know that he will or won't. I'm just telling you that there's going to be tremendous competition for, for, for players like that. And, you know, the Yankees will need to make a run at them. And I'm sure they will. But, I mean, but will they be able to land them? If they land those type of talent, the Yankees will be will put them in good stead. It will put them in good stead. Do you look at players? Do you look at situations like the San Diego situation? And do you say, you got Machado there? You don't just sign a new deal. But there's a lot of dissatisfaction there. There's rumors about this turmoil in the clubhouse and all kinds of stuff there. Well, I'm not in the clubhouse. I don't know. True or not, I don't know. But you know what you hear. You heard all that stuff, right? So do you take a, do you, do, are they willing to put him on the block and say their television deal has gone south on the Padres? You know, they're one of the teams really affected by their local television. They they sign players with an understanding they would have a certain amount of money coming in, a revenue stream. That revenue stream is not there now for them. So what do they do? They're not going to be able to afford some of those players. Do they put them on the block? Do you move Do you move Soto a year? We've got a year before he's a free agent. How good would Soto be in a Yankee uniform? I mean, these are the things that the Yankees have to look at. I'm sure they will. I'm, I, if I'm thinking of them, I'm sure they're thinking of them. I'm, I'm, I'm no oracle of this. I'm just saying these are moves that they're going to have to make. These are things that they have to address. And you want to get the fan base excited again, you got to make some of those moves. A, a bullet point on Judge's discussions about that that word, urgency, right? The level of urgency. He, he made an interesting quote, and I'm, I'm a little confused as to the way he was going here because he said um, he's, he's focused on the guys in this clubhouse to get things right. He said just because you get into the big leagues, just because you get to New York, you've still – got to improve you still have to make adjustments and i'm wondering if that was an indictment on some of the young players that just came up didn't have initial success i mean austin wells looked good down the stretch uh, you know we could go on about that or was he sort of putting a, a a big summary on his his error as with the yankees and sort of touching casually on the Greg Birds, the Gary Sanchez's, players who've come up here and their development stalled on the major league level. I was a little confused by that quote. What do you take from that line? Well, it's hard to, I don't know exactly what to take from it. Yeah. Other than I, I'm in a, I'm in agreement with what you just suggested. Mm -hmm. I think it's a look at the players who have come and gone, players that a lot of stock has been put into and have just not perform for whatever reason some of it is the player's fault you can't blame you can't totally blame management so well it didn't work out so therefore it's you know it's it's uh it's brian cashman's fault or it's aaron boone's fault or it's somebody uh, you know uh, you know it, the fault goes many 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 different directions i think that there's fault everywhere for whatever problems that the team has or has had i think it goes to a lot of different places i just think it does 
you know, and, and, you know, if you're going to fix this thing, you have to be realistic about it. You have to take it honest. That's why the look at the, you know, the, the, the real, the real look in, internally, I think is important to look at because you don't know where you're going until you realize where you've been. And I think they have to take a look at their situation. There are, there are, there are, they have assets. There are things that they've done very, very well. And there are things that they just haven't done well at all. It could certainly do better. You know, I'm sorry. That's maybe that's a bold thing to say, but it's a reality. And if and, and the Yankees are, the Yankees are, are determined. I think the ownership is determined to try and fix this. I think they realize that they need to make this because 82 and 80 is not acceptable. It just, nope. and you know, and, and it's, it was a house of cards as far as I was concerned. You know, it, it just was. There were just things you could see coming. And, you know, they got here. And, you know, I, look, I, I will also say I think the game, the rule changes did not work to the Yankees' advantage. And I don't know why. I don't know why that we were not – look, the, the rule changes let, let it predicate itself to speed, to defense, and to youth. The Yankees had very little speed. They didn't play great defense. And they didn't have um, a lot of older players. And if you don't think the pace of the game – Pitching quicker, staying in the batter's box, not being able to – you don't think anybody who says over a course of a season that that's not an erosion on you? All of a sudden, the pitchers got to get the ball, pit ball, take it, throw it, take it, throw it, take it, throw it. Batters can't walk out of the box. They got to stay in the box, stay in the box, stay in the box. They don't have a chance to break the – the, the, the grind of, of not being able to you know, get that extra 15, 20 seconds or whatever it takes in at bat. Honestly, it has an effect. It may not have an effect in a week or a month, but of course of a season it does, and especially on older players. I think the older the the age of the team hurt them, the fragility of the team hurt them. This team shouldn't be fragile. It's, the the trading I don't know who I don't know how that all works, but we, certainly obviously look at what happened, and you, you, the result was not good. So the the fault has to be someplace. And again, that it's that operative word urgency. I think a certain part of the fan base. Uh, when when they hear Aaron Judge say that that there was you know a lack of urgency, they're 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 saying yes, yes, finally someone else is saying it, and someone else with the stature of because Aaron Judge is say saying it. it because he can't say it. He can't say it exactly. Say um, it. And Cole can too mm-hmm. because they're stars and they're mega stars, and they they are they are the two shining bright lights of the Yankee player roster of those two, obviously. And they're in the peak of their primes, so they're in the peak of their primes. it's, a, it's a big reason to voice out your opinion. They they want championships yeah. as they should, and as we all do, who are part of this. We, of course, you do. That's the result. That's what you. That's what you're in this for. And they want a championship. If if um, Aaron Judge had stayed healthy, okay, if he'd stayed healthy, he would he would hit he could have hit seventy home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that night that he hit the three homers, the second the second time he hit the, the three homers, um, I was in the ballpark, and you know, and and uh, and Volpe was up with the bases loaded and didn't get ahead. Or else, judge, or get, get on base. Or else, judge would have gotten up for the fourth time. I got news for you; he would have hit a home run. I, I, I would bet. Anything, I bet the house on it. He would have. I mean, he is that kind of player. He is when he's locked in, which is almost all the time. He's an incredible force. He is the a singular talent. We could we could do Acuna. We could do a lot of great players in the game. Bets they're they're great players. I'm not saying they're not. I take Aaron Judge. Yep. Every time, every time. That's how good he is. I mean, as far as my lifetime watching baseball, and I have seen a lot of baseball, and I know the game, and I know it inside and out. Okay, I'm I can't recall, and I've seen Mantle. We can talk about Mickey Mantle all you want, and Mickey Mantle was a great player. He was hurt a lot, but he was a great player. And in his prime, he was he was Mickey Mantle. Okay, Aaron Judge is as great a baseball player as I have seen. 
for, and again, the sample size isn't as big as the Mandel's played all those years. And I never saw DiMaggio. That great, I must say, I never saw Ruth. Ruth is the singular presence in the history of the sport. Yeah. You never saw Ruth. I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth DeMarco when I was in grade school. <laughs> I mean, that's the last Ruth I saw. Okay, but I haven't seen. No, I don't know. I know, obviously, but but uh, you know, Garrick. I mean, they, they were all great. A lot of great players. We did this all day. Clement, they were great players. Great players. Judge is as great as any of them. He just doesn't have the the years to to. But but in his, I mean, who had a better year than he did last year? Who? Tell me. Have you ever seen a better year than that? I haven't. That includes Mano. There's triple crown and all that stuff. I get it. I get Mano's great. Let's say he's not all time great. Obviously, nobody, nobody, nobody. Judges, judges tracking that way. That's how good a talent he is. Watch him defensively. Let me. Uh, by the way, watch his added, Watch his heart and his soul. Watch how he plays the position. I mean, he crashes into wall. He didn't. Cra he didn't crash into that wall. He knocked that wall over to try to get that ball. He knocked it over. I mean, that's why he's dead. You can't play him in center field. You can't. Because he, he he's not going to pull up. He's not going to take a shortcut on a ball. He's going to give it all to try and catch everything. And he's going to get hurt playing like that. So I think we've learned a lot about Aaron Judge's leadership as the captain over this last month and a half. Like, I'm sure he's been doing a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't see. But his at least his quotes, the, the fact that he posted every day because he had that sense of responsibility to play every day, even though the team's not out of it, show the younger players that this is part of the game and what you have to do. I think we saw, we learned a lot about Aaron judge over the last month and a half while the Yankees were out of playoff contention. And I feel like you and I were in lockstep here. It, it's good that a player like Aaron judge is voicing his opinion. The team should listen to its star player. It's cornerstone players like an Aaron judge and a Garrett Cole. There are some though, who feel like, Hey, if I'm an organization, I can't listen to a player. I cannot I, I can't take everything that they're saying and operate my team based on what the player's opinion is. So I'm wondering, because I'm having a really tough time with this, John. How is that a bad thing? Like, how do you have how do you have that thought? Because it's kind of a double standard to me, and I don't think it should exist. We hear teams all around the league, and we've heard the Yankees in the past, you know, in midseason, we hear a lot of people from the front office, the higher ups say, Hey, this is on the players. They're not performing well. Why is it not okay for a player to say, Hey, we think the front office can do better. I think it's fine. I think, I think it's fine too. I am I, honestly look, look, you know, Aaron judge is going to, you know, in theory, I mean, he's got, he's got uh, eight more years. Okay. I mean, he is a right. He's, he's a very valued employee as we've just documented and discussed, you know, it's like, he has every right to, and he's the captain. Mm -hmm. Is there a right to express himself? Now, you know, again, there are, there are, that doesn't mean that, by the way, that everything Aaron Judge says or Garrett Cole says, or that Hal Steinbrenner had, or, or, or anybody running the Yankees, people involved in running the Yankees have to sit there and say, oh, well, they said that, so therefore we have to do it. No, right. they, they don't, obviously, you know, but, but it, it is something, look, it's like anybody, anything else. I mean, I, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to take the, the opinions of the people who work with you seriously. Doesn't mean that you have to act on everything that they say. I think there are degrees in which you act on things, and I think there were degrees here. But their right to express themselves is certainly in evidence, and certainly should be should be considered and considered seriously. But at the end of the day, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the management has to decide what's right for the organization. That's what the position that they're in. Yeah. 
It's their job to this. Isn't Aaron Judge's decision to make to make the roster or how they're going to go, who they're going to sign with free agents or whatever? But he should have right. He should say, look, I really like this guy, or I know this player, or some other player has told me about this player, or I've heard through certain. So I don't know if you know this about this guy or that guy, but they might fit really well here. That doesn't mean that the Yankees have to run out and get those people. It does mean though that they should listen to him because he knows the game and he wants to win and he's their captain. So they should listen to him. And Garrett Cole is going to win the Cy Young. If he doesn't, it's going to create miscarriages and justice that I can think of in a long time. I mean, he's won 15 games. He could have won great, could have won 20 something games, obviously, with a little, little more support. I mean, he was great. He had one of the best years a pitcher could have. He was great, dominant. Okay. But he has a right to express himself too. So, I mean, Everybody has a right to express themselves, and I think if you're if you're in management and you're smart management, you listen to what people have to say. You again, you you have to make the decision, and you have to weigh all the factors. And there are factors that the players don't know that you might know, and that has to be that has to be respected. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be we're in this together. Yeah. Uh, players of a certain level, I feel like their opinions uh, deserve a seat at the table. They deserve to be part of the equation to get things back on the right track. Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, they certainly fit the bill here with uh, the end of the 2023 Yankees. All right, let's move on to other topics around the league. We're getting ready for the postseason. It's an exciting time, but the Yankees aren't the only one thinking about changes, uh, whether it be ideas or with personnel. Mets made a hard move, and it was kind of an ugly move. I won't say kind of. It was a really ugly move. Uh, You have Buck Showalter announcing his own departure from the organization. No one else from the organization who has authority speaking on it as the Mets moved on from Buck. So I think you and I can agree that the Mets did not look good and how they went about moving on from Buck. And to be honest, I'm not really interested in what the Mets are doing moving forward, how they're positioned moving forward. I'm worried about Buck. I'm concerned about Buck because he got a raw deal on how things ended over in Queens. What do you think is next for Buck Showalter? Well, you know, I hope he decides to stay in the game and manage because he's a very good manager. He really is. You know, uh, he's I think it's four times he's been manager of the year, you know, and the last one being a year ago. So you don't go from manager of the year to moron of the year. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. He's a proven he's a proven leader. He's a proven not only manager, but he's been a general manager and understands how to put organizations together and things. And he's done it with, with great success. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, unfortunately, he wasn't able to be at the end there when, when uh, in these organizations, whether they be, uh, you know, whether they be, you know, Texas, which he put together and he put the, uh, the uh, was a, one of the architects of the Oriole rise has been also uh, some of the players that, um, uh, Garnered under his watch were under his watch. So you've had the Orioles and you've had the Rangers and you've had uh, um, who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. The Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, put them together, soup to nuts. Who was the first? He put everything together in that organization, and then he left. The year he left, Bob Brendley, you know, took the took the realm and they won that they won a championship. And the Rangers, you know, the Rangers have had success and everybody said, but, but Buck has been the architect of so many of those of those teams. And I will tell you, he had a huge huge say. In the Yankee rise for the dynasty, he wasn't there for the dynasty. Tory was able to was able to you know, get the reins and 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 do wonders there. But at the end of the day, the, the, a lot of people will tell you that it was Dick Michael and it was Buck Showalter who put the Yankee dynasty. You know that would be the that's all the, the drafting, the they do the Jeters, the the Bernies, and all those players, the core of all those guys were. I had Buck had a huge hand in it for sure. 
So, you know, the, getting Paul O'Neill, I mean, that was, Buck was all part of that. So you look at his acumen as, as a manager, as a general, as a baseball mind, they, they don't come much better than Buck. They just don't. I mean, and, and you know, for him to be treated, I think it was, that's not, I don't know the inside of it. I do know some of it because he's a friend of mine um, and a good friend of mine, Buck. And I will, I will, I will preface that, but I preface that, I'm saying right straight out. He's a good guy. He's, and I, I, as a baseball guy, he's one of the best there is. So him to be treated the way he was, I think, leaves a lot of room for uh, uh, interpretation and to say it wasn't wasn't handled properly. And I I would be on board to say that I don't think it was handled properly. But listen, I don't know all the details, and you know, to be fair, but I would just say on surface, I don't think it was handled well. And um, but you know, if Buck wants to manage again, he should be able to manage again. You know, people say, well, you know, some, they look at sixty-seven years old, and you know, maybe that's a little, you know, but Dusty Baker is in Dusty Baker's seventy-four, John. He's Bruce Bochy, whose Rangers are in the postseason, right. he's sixty-eight. Right. That's right. So yeah. th- that argument to me doesn't hold any water. It just doesn't, because good good mind is good mind, and they've got great minds. They really do. So they belong in the game, and they're, they're all a credit to the game. So I hope he gets a chance to do that again. If he doesn't, you know, maybe he goes back to Brock. He was great at yes. He did a tremendous job with us at yes. And with MLB, because, you know, once we, we brought him back, the MLB saw him and loved him, and they, they hired him too. So he's really got – he's got, he's a really good broadcaster. So he's got a lot of things he could do, Buck. And, you know, I, and I, you know if I were him, I wouldn't rush. I would just look to see what was there. And you know we should weigh the landscape, and he'll decide ultimately what he wants to do. But but I mean, he should have a home. Baseball should welcome him in so many ways because he is a good ambassador for the game. And as he's gotten older, he's become a little less strident. There were times when Buck could be strident, you know. And I think he became less strident as he got older and started to realize, you know, sometimes it's you know you catch more fun, more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, right? And you know, a little bit more. And you know, and again, you know, but he's such a good mind and such a good guy. I, uh, he's an asset to any organization that he's in. And a huge asset. Yeah, we wish him well. Um, yes, hopefully right. he's able to do whatever he wants to do in baseball and not have to settle. So if it's managing another team, getting another crack at that, uh, I want to see it. I want to see it happen here. Um, he deserves happiness. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 take a look at the postseason picture. We have, have the wild card rounds opening up today, recording this on, on a Tuesday. You know, you can take your pick on like what matchups excite you most because there are definitely some matchups that – uh, have me amped up more than others, but you have the Rays and the Rangers. You have the Blue Jays taking on the Twins, and then into the National League Brewers and D-backs and the Marlins and the Phillies. So I kind of want to go one by one here and just toss up a, a question to you about each series. You have the Rangers and the Rays, and a little context here: the Rangers were fighting with the Astros and the Mariners all through September to see which team would get the AL West and also which teams would file into the wild card situation behind the Tampa Bay Rays, who had the, the top wild card there. The Rangers and the Astros, they both clinch on the second to last day of the season. The Rangers come out in game 162, and they're beaten by George Kirby and the Mariners. The, the Astros take care of business, and they beat the Diamondbacks to win the AL West. So the West was decided by just one game. The Astros take it. They get a first round by. The Rangers, they do not win the division. So what they have to do, they have to go face the Rays at the Trop to begin the wildcard series. Will Texas regret not winning one more game to avoid the Rays in the wildcard series? Yes. I, I think they will. I mean, I think the Rays are, are a team you don't want to play. 
Mm-hmm. There, there, look, none of these teams, uh, for the most part, none of the teams that make the playoffs are teams that you that mean that, that, that you want to play because because they got there for a reason. Okay, uh, they just did. And I'm not saying that the Texas Rangers are not a good baseball team. They are a good baseball team. I'm not suggesting that. Uh, I'm not suggesting that. Uh, um, you know that they can't win a series, or they could, they can't go far. They they could if everything breaks right. It's about pitching and it's about defense and less about offense in the postseason. That's proven. That's that's a that's a baseball truism if there ever was one. It's about pitching and defense, especially in the postseason. But you got to be able to hit a little too. And I think that you know, but I do think that one game, and it's a shame. I mean, it's ridiculous. when you start thinking about think about this. You played 162 games, and it comes down to one game, mm-hmm. one game. After, I mean, you talk about you talk about a balance and evenness to us to this all. It's incredible that that the 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 alchemy if that's the word right the chemistry the alchemy this is like unbelievable to me. It just is. So I I I'll sit there, but I will tell you that I think I think the Rangers are a good team, but I do think the Rays are a better team, and I think the Rays will 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 will, will prevail. Yeah, I, I think the Rays are the strongest team out of the the eight that are playing this week. I think the Rays are by far and away the the strongest team here. I, I don't let, let me get your opinion on this with the Astros because they didn't have sole possession of first place in the division at any point this season until like the final three weeks, right? Like I'm I'm getting a lot of two thousand Yankee vibes with this Houston Astros group. That Yankees team, they won the World Series. They only had 87 wins during the regular season. This Houston group, and again, you could go back to that one game, all the the Astros took advantage of the opportunity. They seized the moment the Rangers didn't. No, the Astros have been in every single position that a team is going to be in in October. They've already been there. They know what it's going to take. So even though this Astros team doesn't look as strong as some in the years past, they've had injuries, they've had adversity, especially through their starting staff, their starting rotation, some of their big guns from October's past, they haven't necessarily taken a step forward this year. Bottom line, they've all been in a situation that they're about to enter, and I still think they're as dangerous as ever. I think they're likely the favorites in the American League. That's just my humble opinion. You know what? I agree with you. Yeah. I uh this is a team they they're like vampires. I mean, I, you just have to stake them when you can stake them and there were plenty of chances for them to get staked. But when push came to shove, they're still standing. Mm-hmm. And that makes them incredibly dangerous and they have the most experience of anybody because they've been there and they've been there and they've won and they know how to win and they don't have weakness. You know, and and yes, I mean they're older, and yes, they had more injuries, and yet that's the reason why they didn't run away with anything because of that. Seattle has a lot of talent. Don't ever discount them. When you look at going forward, that Seattle is really primed to be great. They could be great at one point. They've got so much talent, but it just wasn't ready. It wasn't for them this year. It just wasn't there for whatever reason. And they came really close anyway to making the playoffs. Those were going to happen once they got there. And by the way, I think they are primed for Otani. I think they are one of the one of the one of the places that he could certainly go, and that, that's 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 rumored all over the place that there are a couple of places he'd go, and that's one of them, and that makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. But that's for that's for another day that discussion. But I'm just saying that when you look at this, you look at them on paper, you look at them in reality, and you look at the injuries, the major to their pitching staff, to Altuve, the players, you can't that you really can't afford to lose. They lost players you can't afford to lose for any length of time, and yet here they are at the end, and they're still here. And yep. that's that's the team you do not want to play. Is that that's yep. the team. Orioles for all that they've accomplished, and they're great. The Orioles and girls have a tremendous future. 
and they could be the second coming of Houston for the way they were constructed. And a lot of people who put them together also put the Astros together or played a part in it. So you look, you look at that trend and you say, wow, that's pretty interesting. But having said that, all that young talent and for the and their best player holiday, which is not even here yet, apparently, supposedly, right? So you look at all of that, you go like, look at them. But I'll tell you what, right now, I, I still think Houston is yeah. very, very that's the team you, you gotta be careful for. I would love to see a championship series. And we're getting ahead of ourselves, but Baltimore no, okay. Houston Championship Series. Yeah. But you have like, I mean, if that happened, the the question, oh, are we going to see a changing of the guard? Will the Orioles beat the Astros, or were the top dogs still still knock off the new blood? I, I'm I'm hoping we get that matchup since the Yankees are in the postseason and we can't root for them. Um, all right, other wild card series in the AL. You have the Twins and the Blue Jays in Minnesota, Toronto. 89 wins, Minnesota 87 wins, but they're the champs in the AL Central. Will this be the series, and not where Minnesota wins a playoff series, but John, will this be the series where the Twins will win a playoff game for the first time since 2004? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I think they'll win a game. You know, I, I think they could even, yeah, I think they'll win a game. Sure. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think Toronto is the better team. I think Toronto wins the series. But I, but I do think that, uh, the Twins are, you know, listen, the Twins have pitching. And we talk about pitching and defense. They have that. They have pitching. They have the two guys at the top that are strong. We talked about that in the past somewhere. You know, we talked about uh, we talked about Gray and we talked about uh, Lopez, right, in the past. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've got pitching at the top. They have, you know, they, they've got they've got some some players, some pretty, some pretty good players. Uh, you know, is that, uh, you know, so I I like that I like that I, like, I think they'll be representative. I mean they're not going to get blown out, but I think Toronto will ultimately prevail there. And I think Toronto has been one of those teams for two years now. A lot of people picked Toronto to win the American League East. You yep. know, when the Baltimore thing exploded the way it did, and and people came to realize how really good an organization Tampa Bay really is because they are, because they they turn this out year after year. They just don't you know they do it with with a minimal amount of what a fanfare, but they, 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 they get role players. They know how to, there are certain players who really great players who could never play for the Tampa Bay race, but the Tampa Bay race know how to fit roles. They know, they understand lots of interesting things, particularly roster construction, and they got a really good manager. So, you know, I'm not saying other teams don't have those things. A lot of other teams have those things, but, but, but they seem to have it consistently. So you can never discount them. I, the Rays are really, Rays are dangerous. The Rays are really dangerous. Yeah. You know, do you see, you know, a situation where you could see, say you find, say, see Houston and Tampa Bay at the end? I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could I absolutely see that. I'm not discounting the Orioles. They have a lot of great talent, a lot of great talent, young talent particularly, but they haven't quite been there before. And I think that ultimately that may be, they may be a year away from really being a World Series team. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. They, they, if they did it, I wouldn't be shocked. But I just right. don't. I just think, given the way this is it, to me is unfolding, I think you Tampa Bay and Houston other teams you have to really be the most concerned with. I'm with you there as well. I think Baltimore has the stance. Well, you you didn't think we were. You didn't have much concern with us about the AL East, so let's prove it to you again that we are. We're ready. We're primed for this, and we'll have, we'll, look, we'll take it. it. You've done it. Yeah. Um, for this for this series. I'll tell you why I think the Twins are going to move past Toronto. One, because you talk to people up in Toronto. I was there last week for the Yankees and Jays. They are not as bullish on this offense as a lot of people around baseball are. They've seen the inconsistency of the Blue Jays offense 
throughout the regular season. And when you match up against quality pitching, because that's what the Twins do have here, they have their ducks in a row. They know that they've been going to be playing in this series for about a month now. They wrapped up their division. They knew that they were going to be playing this number wild card. So you have... Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez at the top of the rotation. You have a distant third and Joe Ryan, who still is a strikeout artist. And then they have their bullpen in order. They've had time to arrange their pitching staff the exact way that they want. I think it's the wrong place at the wrong time for the Blue Jays. I think the Twins are going to move on and beat Toronto here. Um, Let's focus on the two National League series here. And we did focus a ton down, a ton on the stretch uh, run for this wild card scenario with the national league you had the diamondbacks the marlins the cubs battling for two spots arizona and miami they make it will either make enough noise this week and win their respective series marlins and phillies d-backs and brewers what do you think no same here <laughs> that's all that needs to be said <laughs> i'm not even excited about it they don't excite me yeah. i mean i think they're decent teams yeah they're decent i mean they made the playoffs they're decent you know, um, adding the third wild card, you know, sort of, you know, makes things, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, you got a lot more latitude to make the playoffs. So, you know, do, you, do I think that they're, they're interesting teams? Yeah, they're interesting teams to an extent, but I don't, I don't see them as being going, moving on at all. No, these series don't carry as much juice as the AL wildcard series. Uh, that's, that's my opinion here. Um, I will say though, the wild card round, it has a, a March Madness feel for it. Like the next three days are going to be very fun, very entertaining. And uh, that's all I'm buckling up for, just to be entertained. And I think we're going to get that with this uh, wild card series. I think baseball did a, a great job constructing something like this. And we have that we have that March Madness feel, like the first you know round of 64 feel to the, the baseball postseason. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, two out of three, right? Two out of three? Yeah, two out of three. It's like, I mean, anything can happen two out of three. I mean, any team can be two. I mean, we've seen the course of a regular season. You see really excellent, great baseball teams lose series to teams that they should never lose to. And if you if they played them 100 times, they would beat them, you know, 75 times, 80 times, okay? Yeah. But in a short series, you could you could easily go in and, 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 and upset somebody. It happens all the time. So it's certainly possible. And if you're, if you're a fan of one of those teams, you sit there and go, hey, okay, we got a shot. You can't win anything till you're in it, and they're in it. So you got to give them credit for that. But at the end of the day, you know it's a it's a really long haul wild card stuff because you got to win that series. And you don't get you're not getting rested in between. It, it's set up for you to be at a disadvantage because you're looking at what you, the teams that have had the better record should have an advantage. They should have home field and they should have you know a, a, a buy and they should have things that are going to you know help them get through the playoffs in, in, in a in a, in a um, you know in a, a chance that gives them a chance a good better chance to win. That's the way it's supposed to be. Hundred uh, percent. I'm I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to these games this week and just uh, kind of relaxing and not having to uh, to worry about. Uh, I don't worry about it, but you know you're not going to get that feeling like as if you're you know your team is is competing the team that you were with throughout the entire regular season it's like it's like you didn't make a bracket for march madness you can just watch the games and it's a it's a liberating feeling so uh let's welcome in the postseason here let's hope for good games let's hope for uh chaos in these wild card rounds and away we go john anything else before we land the plane on episode number 100 no, it's been it's just been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I've you know I've enjoyed the people who've been part of this thing, and they've been great and a lot of fun to work with, self included. It's been a really good ride, and uh, you know I don't you know you know I I uh, you know I hopefully we we will continue doing a podcast because they're fun and and it's uh, 
you know, it's uh, it's just enjoyable. And I, as long as people, the people that I talk to or write to us or whatever, they seem like they enjoy what we do. And I'm, I'm we're grateful for that. All of us are. And uh, it's just, um, you know, it's a good way to, uh, to uh, if you love the game, to be able to express it and to be around uh, the conversation of it, because that's really what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's especially now hot stove is coming up and, you know, there will be no games when, you know, in another month or so the season will be over and the, the baseball will crown a champion. And then, then it'll be all about, okay, let's get ready for next year and how uh, teams start assembling their rosters and, you know, construction of the clubs, et cetera, et cetera, free agent signings, et cetera. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be, you know, it's like we talked about the Yankees, they have some challenges for sure, but, you know, uh, but I believe in the people, uh, the organization. I believe we'll, we'll figure out a way to get it done. I hope we do. But uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting offseason and uh, as we prepare for next. But it's always, that's the game of baseball. It's it's the best game in the world. As much as I, I love some other sports, and I've been a sports producer my, my whole, for almost, I don't know how many years now, but uh, if I've been in this business almost 50 years, I've been a sports producer for 40 of them. 40 and change. So it's a long time to do something and to be around the games. And so I've done basketball. I've done, I've done football. I've been, I did a lot of pro football, especially. And I love the, I love it. I'm a big jet fan. I love the jets. And I was excited to see them almost beat the chiefs the other night. It was, it's a great night for, for a frustrated fan base for sure. For a crazy situation, my crazy situation with the quarterback. And oh my God, it's like Rogers and Wilson. And then, and then, and then and Wilson also played pretty well. I mean, he's not going to be Rogers, but uh, you know, listen, they're, they're not looking for that right now. And I'm, I know I'm morphing into a whole different thing, but I'm just going to finish my thought by saying: as long as you don't veer off into Taylor Swift territory, I'm fine with it. No, uh, I mean, listen, that's 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 that sells uh, that sells lots of things, and that's people are going to jump on that for whatever they're going to jump on it for because it's that's she's the biggest one of the biggest stars in the world. I mean, it, uh, it's great publicity, and if I'm you know the, the if I'm the, the uh, you know dating her, it's, it's I'm sure. It would be a fun experience to date her, I'm sure. She seems like a great girl, and she's one of the biggest stars in the world. But, you know, it's going to attract attention. That's our society. Mm -hmm. Our society is very drawn to celebrity. And and why not? I mean, there's, there's no harm in it. So it's uh, it's uh, just – it is what it is. But uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it's been – it's a great ride, and it's fun. And the game is a great game. The game of baseball is a great game. It's the best of all the games to me. And, uh, and by the rule changes that I think that they made it, the, the, I think I made the game. They're not all perfect, you know. There's not there's imperfections there, but for the most part, it's sped, it sped the game up. And the game needed to speed up. It was just too slow, especially to to a younger generation. And if the game is going to prosper, it needs to obviously get itself in a position where it, it, its fan base can continue to you know, move, excel, you know, and gain more fans as time goes on. Because the game is taking some hits, and it's too great a game to take the hits that it's taken. So I'm I'm and we're we're part of it, and we're happy to be uh, on the right side of this thing. So that's. Yeah. My final thought on it all. all right. We'll be with you regularly throughout the, the postseason as Yankee news filters in as well. We'll be here uh, regularly on the Curtain Call podcast. John, appreciate you bringing me along for the last 20-something odd episodes here. And uh, looking forward to more. And a nice job. It's been fun working with you, and hopefully we'll continue this. Thank you. Uh, again, if you're oh. not already doing so, subscribe yes. to the podcast. Yes. And Dan Besson, thank you for all your hard work on this thing. You're a good guy. Yes. You have on the board as part of this. He does all the, the difficult stuff, actually. You and I, we just kind of yak incessantly. Um, but again, if you're not already uh, subscribing to the podcast, please do so. That way you never miss a single episode of the Curtain Call podcast. Happy 100 to our uh, entire crew here at the Curtain Call podcast. That's going to wrap it up for this edition. We'll be back with episode 101 shortly. Enjoy the postseason games. Enjoy the wildcard chaos. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time on the Curtain Call podcast, a production of the Yes Network. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, folks.